Hi, this is Aaron Eisberg Nog from Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and you're listening to Beyond Trek. You can follow them on Twitter at Beyond Trek Pod and on Facebook at Beyond Trek Productions. Thanks for tuning in, and may the Great River provide. This is Beyond Trek Podcast, your source for Star Trek on social media and around the web. I'm Big J. I'm Watney. And I'm Dag, the Trivia Master. You can find us on Facebook at Beyond Trek Podcast and on Twitter at Beyond Trek Pod. another episode of notes with nacho here i'm big j i'm here with my son nacho and what we're going to do this evening is talk about the two newest short treks uh, that we have for uh, for star trek now i just want to warn all of you that there will be spoilers here plenty of them if you have not seen the short treks the the most recent ones the girl who made the stars and ephraim and dot then uh, please come back once you have seen those because we're going to spoil the the whole thing pretty much. And then now we do need to do something real quick before we really get started. So YouTube has this thing now where if you mark your... I do have one quick question. Yes. Why isn't this for kids? Uh, Okay, well, it's not for kids because it's not going to have a lot of flashy lights and animations. It's it's not going to be a kid-friendly thing. And plus, there might be some cursing. You never know. Oh. Yeah. But if there were cursing, wouldn't YouTube already, like, say, no kids allowed? Well, no. It just depends on how you mark your damn video. No. So, there, there we go. Now it's not kid-friendly. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the thing is if you if you mark it as uh, kid-friendly. Uh, no, I'm sorry. If you do not mark it as kid-friendly and they determine that it is, you get hit with this big fee. It's this crazy stuff YouTube is doing. So, just to make sure... Uh, I like to do a little uh, thing from Spaceballs. You remember combing the desert and uh, the guy said, we ain't found shit. <laughs> Did you know that that actor is Tim Russ? That's Tuvok from Star Trek Voyager. Yeah, I couldn't tell, but he was very young. Kinda well, yes. Like it. Yes, a, a little bit. So that's what we'll do on the count of three, three, two, one. We, we ain't found shit. shit. You're supposed to say that with me. Wait, can I do it? Please. No. Come on. No, you can't cuss. No, your mom will get mad. Yeah, but you no, can't no, no, but this reference sounds so funny. Enough. If I could say it. <laughs> okay, just once. Fine. No, don't do that. Okay. Change my mind. So, the first short trek, <laughs> uh, the first animated installment of Star Trek since the Counterclock incident, produced in 1974. This episode was seven minutes, 45 seconds. That's the shortest ever canon episode, taking the record from Ask Not, which was the recent one before this, Captain Pike doing an evaluation of a a potential crew member. So this episode likely takes place in the 2230s, in the early 2230s. And uh, we've got our CBS All Access pulled up here. Nacho and I are going to, uh, we've seen this, going to kind of look at it as uh, as we talk about it. And... I'll be I'll be honest with you. So th- this one we have a young Michael Burnham is at the uh, an animated episode about her. I don't know about you, but I was not a fan of this. I just I didn't really get it. I can't say I quite understood what was even 
going on. She's oh, she had a little pet tardigrade. I wait, just now noticed that stuff animal. Tardigrades don't even exist. Oh, yeah, they exist. I, I mean, know we, they exist. We have that now. We have those now. That's I, a thing. Wait, there's actually toys. Yeah, they're little, little, tiny, 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 like little microscopic. But the way that they were depicted in, well, the way that one was depicted in the, uh, you know, I Discovery have, first have, season, have, it was made, made. Well, you asked. I know, but you take like forever to explain something. It's like simple question for a simple answer. <laughs> okay, for any of our listeners that might be looking to adopt a teenage boy, please uh, send me a message or an email. Um, no questions asked. I'll get you a good deal on him. Uh, but he does not like doing chores, so you might have a difficult time with, with that part. Who wants to do chores? Okay, we're getting off off topic here. Okay. But this actually is about the episode. Wouldn't it be better if this um, animated um, episode was about um, how they made the suit for Miss Burnham? No. Like how they got the stuff, mm. all that. I, I, because they did go into how they actually made the entire thing when we first got introduced into how the suit was, you know, created, battery, blah, blah, blah. They need a huge star to power bath thingy. That was the only thing we actually got into the suit. Or the history of how they made it. I'll have to be honest with you. I, I don't think that that would have made anything better. It's better than this. Well, I mean, I, there's not much to work with here. Yeah. I, I think either way. When, when you, you choose to do uh, this as, a, as your background story, uh, you know, for, for the character. And it, here's one thing I'll, I'll tell you. So, and I'm, I'm reading this here. The story told in this episode was first referenced in Brother. It is based on a real African folktale. So, this is an African folktale. Mike's version of the story depicts the Stargiver as an alien being. Other entities known to have visited pre-warp Earth include the Ancient Cedars, the Preservers, Sky Spirits, the Greek Gods, the Q, El Orians, and the Vulcans. So, um... Yeah, the, the alien shown here looked, you know, I, I was trying to guess what it what it was or what they were supposed to be. Let's go ahead and uh, and jump forward on this. And, okay, here's the here's the guy right here. Hold on a minute. Let me, I mean. Doesn't look familiar. No. No, I, I, I heard one, uh, saw one person on a, a forum post say that that, Looked like the race that was Captain Baudet from DS9, the translucent skull and, and all that. But we never saw him or his race. So I don't know. Basically some, you know, alien of the week. So let's end that one because honestly, I don't want to watch that again. It was uh, very boring. It was. It, it, I think that was that short trick was a miss. All, all, all the other ones they've they've had have been have been good. I think I think that was that was a miss. Now. This one, this one I do like. This is Ephraim and Dot. Now, uh, going into this one, uh, this is kind of like a... A midst of Looney Tunes and a midst of Star Trek, really. Right. It's, it's, it's kind of like a, a Looney Tunes thing. Well, and the way it starts out is one of those... 80s... Like uh, science class, yeah. uh, uh, you know, voiceover uh, um, science films. And you know who did the voiceover 
for this film. Didn't you say um, it, the, his, uh, the, the guy that name. played a punk in Star Trek: uh, The Voyage Home? Yes, Kirk Thatcher, who was the the guy with the uh, the boombox, and uh, Kirk was trying to get him to turn down the noise, and Spock gave him the old the old Vulcan neck pinch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I, I I like this one. I thought it was. It was very interesting because this little thing kind of goes on this uh, epic voyage, this this epic journey this, through. This really does seem like something Tilly would make. You think so? Like she has like a very weird like personality. This seems like she would make something like for her kids, and it would be nice and ending if she just like like turned off the screen and like she just like talking to some kids or something. <laughs> I do really like the the animation style. That they used here for so uh, for the ship, for the Enterprise, and we get to see a special appearance here. Don't you find this animation's kind of like um, Simpsons type of animation? It kind of looks familiar. Maybe, s- maybe somewhat a, a, a little bit. Which is you now we've got Kirk, McCoy, and Khan from Space Seed. Uh, Tardigrades looking in on on them, and that's nice. I'm glad that we got a little cameo there. Uh, now. The, the scene, the audio of that, the uh, the voices was from the actual episode of the show. So, no, they did not get uh, William Shatner in and obviously not uh, DeForest Kelly. Isn't he dead? Yes, yes. He uh, passed away many years ago. So, and the, the other nice touch, I think, from this episode was hitting the laundry detergent, the, the big old uh-huh. thing of that in the, in the clothes, which shows you that even in the, in the future – here in the 23rd century, you still have to do laundry and, uh, you know, clothes need to be cleaned. <laughs> I thought that was, that was a nice touch there. I, I like that. Hmm. Oh, and I just now noticed the, so the, the dot now is wearing the, the red, the red uniform out of that. And, uh, this is the same little machine is the same thing from, uh, discovery, uh, the season finale for season two, when the Enterprise was taking damage, they had those all those little robots come out and try to try to repair. So basically, that's what the, the robot is here in this. And uh, the tardigrade has eggs to lay, so he's he's sorry, excuse me. Yeah, I thought I could let that out quietly. <laughs> quietly, you're also on video. I mean, you know. So would you put that down? Put that down. All right, just don't belch. All right, I'm also looking for a new replacement uh, part-time co-host. No, okay, I'll give you another chance. <laughs> you know I'm kidding, right? Yeah. All right, so where was I? Where was I going with this uh, this plane I was trying to land? Uh, so the Enterprise goes to warp here, and the Tardigrade starts going through a very oh, this is nice. interesting... Uh, um, so there's the scene from the uh, the naked time with the shirtless Sulu that happened before, but uh, so now the Tardigrade's chasing the Enterprise, and we get uh, that that green hand um, of Apollo from Who Mourns for uh, Adonius. Uh, yes, the Doomsday Machine. We we have that, and uh, now we're coming up to Tholians? yep the Tholians and the Tholian web, and then we have a giant Motion picture. The giant picture of Abraham Lincoln. Oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, that, that's that's from the the Savage Curtain. So now here's the thing. Here's here's the refit. Uh, 
Oh, I know. It's Star Trek Two. Yeah, it says NCC one seven zero one A, which, as you know, that's that's not correct. We didn't get seventeen zero one A until after the events of Star there Trek might have Four. Been some type of like legal concern about that. So. I think it was just a just a mistake. Someone uh, was was not on the ball with that. Uh, got the refit Enterprise correct, yes, but unfortunately not the registration number. But that's okay. You know, I'll. I'll, I'll give that one a little bit of a pass because I think it was, I, I get what they were going for. I get what they were going for. Uh, kind of this tardigrades view of this, this voyage uh, through the, you know, through the, through the decades wrong engine room as, as you can, as you can see, because this is still like the engine room from the TOS. original design of the constitution yeah, class, not the refit. I think they wanted to bring so, some memories from the original um, and to be honest, that would be a lot more animation if they went for the actual design of the refit engineering. You know, again, yeah, some suspension of, of disbelief. Uh, I get what they're going for, uh, but uh, certainly I can see the uh, the diehard canon uh, followers nitpicking all of all of that out. So he gets his eggs. Those are those are saved. Those are rescued, and. Uh, you know, we get to see uh, uh, the self-destruct scene of the uh, Enterprise from Star Trek Three, uh, at least this uh, this episode version of it, which was again another another nice little touch. So, I, I certainly I think that one was a lot more engaging. Um, I, I could see what they were going for there, and it was just you get you guys see a lot of familiar things, and and that was the the gist of the story. So yeah, I was okay with it. Do you know what's something weird? What's that? Okay, in one of the first episodes of Star Trek Discovery, that's when they first meet the Tardigrade or find it mm -hmm. on the Glen. And Stamets or one of the uh, officers said, that scene is like reinforced something. And well, when they have the Tardigrade, they realize it's like very strong. It can't pierce that skin with a like blaster or any type of knife. And it's razor sharp nails can cut through anything really. So how wasn't it able to cut through that glass? Wasn't that a little unrealistic? Well Because I'm pretty sure it you, would have been able to. You're you're right. I mean you're you're right, but um Star Trek is uh, is nothing if not playing around with the uh, the own canon that it establishes and I don't disagree with you. I, I don't disagree with you, but that's not what we got. And it wouldn't have been a uh, a nice, wholesome, animated short trek episode if we've got this sharp clawed, crazy tardigrade. Yeah, right. I like it when I'm right. Yeah, but I would love if the tardigrade went throughout all enterprises' history, like the A and the B, like for all of them until like maybe no the bloody A, B, C, or. B. Oh, isn't that the scene where uh, uh, Scotty comes back into the 24th century when uh, Enterprise D finds him? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Star Trek <laughs> The Next Generation episode uh, called Relics. So good catch. Good reference catch. So let's do some just some closing thoughts here uh, in regards to these two short tracks. Now, I'm, I'm glad that we got like a nice little uh, two episode thing. It's nice to get some uh, some fill in between the seasons because 
now the the production time production value of these episodes they they take a lot longer it looks better this is not your 90s star trek on on tv uh it's certainly a lot higher production value so that it takes there's more time in between the seasons so to supplement that i think this was a great idea that they came up with the short treks so let me let me hear your thoughts on it on a nacho and what would you say about these these two episodes as a whole? First episode, waste of time. Didn't get it, honestly. Well, I did get it, but I will say it just didn't help. Wasn't just a good time. It, it d- didn't captivate you. Yeah. And the second one, it seemed worth it. I think it was nice and classic, and it was a good combination of some Looney Tunes. And, like, animation was very good. It was kind of me of simpsons honestly for some reason really it does simpsons i didn't feel simpsons out of like, out of that maybe not simpsons um kind of uh, you know rick and morty kind of like, yes rick and morty like maybe like midst of those two honestly with the technology and all that it kind of seems like with the brightness of it it just seems like simpsons or one of those rick and morty hmm. one of those two animations I, th- I think we may be getting that animation style for lower decks the lower yeah. decks animated show which that if if it's like this and like the way that I've that I've heard it being explained, I think it's going to be a, a very good departure for Star Trek. I think that going into the animated route is certainly doable. I I, I think I'd be in the fans would be perfectly fine with something like I that. I think that would be good because honestly, with Picard coming up and Discovery season three, mm-hmm. I think. There will be needed something after those two are done for like the summer. I think they should maybe get um that and have something that happens in between in that hiatus because it it because looks like discovery fans really get angry when they have to wait for so long for a show to keep them in check. Because when I lose a show, like you know, the Arrowverse shows like yes. CWs, when they're all done with their seasons, I have to look for like different shows find something different and at one time when i had to okay yes i find enough shows but sometimes they're really good and they only have one episode because or like one season because you know it's their first season and then i just get impatient and i have to wait for like another two months for next one. Oh, really yeah so waiting two months is rough well no i mean like more than that sometimes okay let me let's let's go back a little bit let's go let's go back a little bit so star trek the next generation best of uh, both. yeah the, the best of both world do you remember uh that was when picard got assimilated by the by the uh, borg yeah. um so let me take you okay, back to that doesn't count because I it, it counts it, it it counts so let me well it let me tell you for you because oh, yeah. you had to wait yep for it. Yeah. hold on Fine. so <laughs> yes june 18th 1990 the best of both worlds part one which was season three episode 26 ends with this very uh you know very very ominous uh image of of uh, picard on the view screen he's been assimilated uh resistance is futile your lies that they have been are over from this time forward you will serve as us Big dramatic crescendo of music, and then Mike Riker says, Mr. Worf, fire. To be continued. And that wait, the, the, the summer of 1990, was probably the longest three months ever. That ended on a cliffhanger like that. 
you have not experienced waiting until you've until you've gone through through that. And I was your age. Yeah, that was about when I was your age. So it's the next generation right here. You know, it's I'm a I'm a trekker and I've got my little trekkie right here. So, yeah, you're lucky now you can binge a whole season. Well, like not there's no such thing back in my day. Netflix wasn't black and white. Uh, well, wasn't Netflix in like little cars? It didn't exist. Oh. There isn't such thing. I thought it was not in back the then. 1990s. No. Oh. It started the DVD service. I can't remember when that was. Didn't no. he have like that? No. Didn't he have that one company that went out of like business a couple years ago? Blockbuster Video. Yeah, I remember that. It was on Beachmont. And man, I miss that place, honestly. It was good to go there. That was the place to be. Man, why did they go out of business again? Because Netflix and all that got came killed out. by by Netflix. Yeah, um, that made sense. Also. Yeah, and now we've got all the the streaming things. We're back where we started, Are where every company's doing their own streaming. Still a thing because like you have access to new movies now, like on TV and all in your computer. You can just easily buy it for like a day and then just yeah. I feel like we got off topic. Yeah, we did. But still. <laughs> That's okay. You're you're too young to know what the long wait was for a for a cliffhanger like that. <laughs> so Flash, on a scale of season one on scale of one to ten what do you give the girl who made the stars one Ooh. okay maybe like a eh, like a two or three it was like slightly satisfying that's that's brutal all right how about Ephraim and dot mm, ten it was very good okay so you heard it that's uh notes with nacho and we did a review of the two newest short track episodes so we will be back again for other reviews i'm sure mm -hmm. uh pick nacho's brain who is very good at his star trek knowledge even getting a little bit better than his old man here so yeah, suck it. <laughs> we are beyond trek podcast lower your inhibitions and surrender your years we will add inspirational and hilarious trek content to your day your attention will adapt to subscribe to us. Resistance is futile.